What's up, shadowy sleuths? Welcome to Sinister Silhouettes, the podcast where we dive headfirst into the darkest corners of the human psyche. I'm Tasha Pierce, your guide through the twisted tapestry of true crime, unsolved mysteries, and paranormal phenomena. Together, we'll unravel these sinister silhouettes, shining a light on the darkness that can reside within the human soul. Please do me the honor of rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Sinister Silhouettes wherever you're listening. What's up, shadowy sleuths, and welcome back. So I am going to share with you today the story of Simon Leviath, the tender swindler. And this was something that I recorded for YouTube last year, I think. I'm just going to reuse this content over here. I will make the, vet, the video available on YouTube so that you guys can hear this crazy story without me having to go into it again, all over again. I'd like to send a big old thank you to everybody who responded to my request for recommendations about whether or not I should go with the music. Um, many of you are in agreement that, yeah, the music is distracting when it's loud. That it does, you know, kind of add to the texture of the podcast, but I have to uh, regulate the volume on some of the pieces because some of them will come in uh, a little bit louder than others and of course I don't want that to be the case but I am just a grandmama I'm really not an audio person I'm going to try to figure out the best settings for these kinds of things so that I can set it and forget it if you know what I mean I'd also like to say a big old thank you to Miss Starstock Miss Starstock I think on Apple Podcasts who said, I just found your podcast while looking for all the tea on Ruby Frankie. Great content. I'm looking forward to binging all your episodes. I appreciate you. And I invite everyone to please uh, do a rate, rating or review. Help the show out. And I guess I'm going to have to come back to Ruby Frankie because y'all were really liking that content. There are so many of you who joined us after the Ruby Frankie uh, episode. I'll have to provide a, a couple of updates on that situation out of Utah. With all that being said, enjoy this week's episode on Simon Leviath, and I'll see you on the other side. Love is pretty big business worldwide. You think about dating apps like Tinder and Bumble and Plenty of Fish, Match.com. There are literally millions of people per year who use each one of these services. So what is the business of finding and falling in love? Some people use these sites just to go on dates, you know, meet new people and maybe find a common ground. Well, others are looking for that fairy tale, that fantasy life that I'm a princess waiting to be rescued by my prince in shining armor. So some people have a realistic view of what they're going to find when they get on tent. And then others have this Disney-fied idea that they're going to get this fairy tale experience from this dating site. And then we learn that even if you walk into the tender 
uh, Match.com, Bumble, Christian Meat, whatever the stuff is, whatever the dating site is, we learn that if you walk into it with uh, grounded intentions, you can be swindled. If you walk into it with these fairy tale expectations, you too can be swindled. And this is the story of one such swindler who went on a pretty much a European tour of taking women to the bank. The antagonist of this story is Shimon Yehuda Hayut. We'll be calling him Simon throughout this video. He was born on September 27, 1990, making him roughly 31 years old. Now, I would be kind of remiss if I didn't say that these people that are doing this swindling here lately have been very young. So enough with the setup. Let's talk about what Simon got himself into over uh, a few years and the and some of the women that he uh, took on this ride with him. Our story starts with Cecilia Fielhoy, and I know I'm butchering her last name, so I'll just be calling her Cecilia from here out. Uh, Cecilia is still residing in London. This is where she was when she got on Tinder, and as she began to swipe left and swipe right, she came across the profile of one Simon Leviath. Now let me tell you, Simon Leviath is a good looking dude. Off top, point blank, and period. He is somebody who would catch your eye as far as just being a nice to look at fella. Now as Cecily or Cecilia continued to look through his biography, she found herself uh, feeling like she had hit a jackpot. He said that he is the son of a diamond magnate which would make him kind of the Prince of Diamonds. So yeah, he was rich. He lived a jet-setting, partying lifestyle. He said he works hard, so he plays hard. And all of that came across in his Tinder bio. So of course, of course, uh, Cecilia swept in the appropriate direction because I am unfamiliar with the way Tinder works. She swiped in the appropriate direction and then found out that they were a match. So I guess he had come across her profile and had swiped in that same appropriate direction. <laughs> it just so happened that the jet setting uh, Simon was in her neck of the woods. So they decided that they would meet up at Four Seasons Hotel for coffee. So a nice coffee date. Coffee dates are usually safe. If you're not feeling this person, you don't have to risk, you know, being out at night with a person that you don't have any chemistry with. So she was, yes, of course, darling, I'll meet you at the Four Seasons. And they met. And when I'm saying when they met, it was electric because Simon stepped off the elevator to awaiting Cecilia and he looked every bit the part of a billionaire mogul. He was dressed head to toe in designer clothing, but he didn't look like he was trying too hard. He was just sexy. Y'all have seen one of them men before, yes. That they just they're just sexy. He had it. That charisma. You could see that he just oozed culture. And then the money. The money didn't the money didn't hurt. He he said he was a freaking billionaire. This is how he started to prove it though. With Cecilia, he told Cecilia that he's going to be traveling to Bulgaria by private jet, and he asked her if she'd like to tag along. Now, I do not, uh, I do not suggest that if you meet a man 
on Tinder right after your first date, I don't suggest going on a trip with said person. Uh, that that person could be insane, criminally insane, where he could just like basically leave you in Bulgaria in a box. We don't want that. But then it also could be Simon Leviathan. Now, they went to Bulgaria, but she noticed, Cecilia did, she noticed that on the trip, there was a, a small little entourage that included his child's mother and his daughter. So his daughter and her mother were on the flight as well. So all of this, on this first date, she's meeting his daughter. She's meeting his daughter's mother. He's, she's meeting other members of the entourage and then his sidekick, the bodyguard, Peter. She's met him as well. Uh, they go on this flight. And I would, I would probably say that before the flight landed, Cecilia was in love. But she doesn't say that that's the case. But it seems to me that he just showed her too much of the good life like right away. And then they went to eat. And the food just kept coming. It was caviar. Stuff that you wouldn't even probably dream of eating was coming out. Fresh sushi. Uh, just top level, top chef type meals coming, coming, coming. Then they also had this luxury hotel room where, of course, they smashed, which I also don't recommend. Unless you just really are feeling this guy, uh... I don't recommend smashing first night, but I'm old-fashioned. And I can be a hypocrite. Wait, wait. Do as I say, not as I've done. So I'm pretty sure that you guys realize that this is the story of how Cecilia's thirsty ass got wined, dined, and then tossed aside. But how? Because this happens. It's a common story. Men will, you know, be super interested in a woman in the beginning, and then he will play with her for a little while and then just toss her aside like an old toy. Many people have been through this, but this wasn't Simon's M.O. Simon didn't just toss you aside. He made sure he bled you dry of anything that he could possibly potentially gain from you. Before he tossed you aside, he made sure he drained it off. In the coming weeks, there wasn't a lot of contact. Well, I'll say there wasn't a lot of face-to-face -face contact between Cecilia and Simon because he's busy. He's a freaking diamond magnate. He, he has work to do all over the world. But he would always make sure to take time out of his day to call, to send very special voice messages, uh, FaceTiming, flowers, gifts, all of that. And this is what we call love bombing, y'all. Love bombing is when you are being inundated with love, attention, gifts, all of these things. And But you've done absolutely nothing to deserve this stuff. You've met this person and immediately they start jumping out of the window with the amount of things that they are uh, offering you. It's almost like they're trying to buy. And that's where we were with Cecilia, but because Cecilia was so blinded by love, love, maybe even a little greed, maybe just a little greed, she didn't see that this was potentially red flag season. This is a man that you've only particularly met once. He is showering you with far too many gifts and attention. Um, he really went overboard with this first date. 
and he is telling you after a couple of weeks that, yeah, I want you to be my girlfriend. You've only met one. I want you to be my girlfriend. So this excited Cecilia, and she's like, yes, this is what I want. Of course you want it. I would want it too. It was a freaking billionaire telling me he wanted me to be his girlfriend. I too would probably jump out of the window after I saw the bank statements. <laughs> now it was when, we, when Cecilia becomes his girlfriend that she learns about just how dangerous the diamond business is. There are threats. There are dangerous enemies. People sending bullets in the mail. Funeral flowers being sent to you and your family. These are things that Simon says are part and parcel of being in a relationship with him, then you are going to uh, have to deal with these dangers. And you have to be ready to move at a moment's notice because the diamond business was super dangerous. And he and his family were at the top of it. Well, you know that if he's out here being a womanizer on Tinder, that there's likely other, other victims, right? So I'm going to tell you about Pernilla real quick. Pernilla doesn't take as long because Pernilla is one of those people who cannot be uh, just taken in by your profile. So she met Simon on Tinder, of course, because that's his stomping ground. She's from Stockholm. She's looking for a man to share her life with, but she is not desperate. She has uh, a lot of culture. She's got some money. So she really doesn't need a man. She wants a man. She's not looking to be saved. She's just looking for somebody to share experiences with, to, to be a companion. So, of course, you run across the picture of Simon Levia, and you notice, damn, he's fine. What else do you have to offer? What else do you have to offer to someone like Pernella, who is a, a woman of means herself? You know, your billions are impressive. But she knows that just because you have billions of dollars don't mean that you're going to give it to her. So she is being realistic. And when they went on their date, sparks didn't fly. She wasn't romantically interested in, in Simon at all. At all. Now, it wasn't before they went on their first date, though. They did go on a date, which prior to dating him, Pernilla had Googled him and was like, great, another diamond guy because when she put his name into the Google search as Simon Leviah, he came up uh, photos of him with Lev Leviah, who is definitely part of the uh, the diamond industry. Pictures of him and Simon together were there, so she assumed, yes, this is, a, this is his son. He's a diamond guy, meaning that she's already dated other diamond guys, and she's feeling like, you know, that these guys, they have this arrogance about them, this personality, and she already had walked into this situation knowing that he could potentially, possibly try to woo her just with money. Well, that's what he did. There was no romantic sparks after he flew her to Amsterdam for the first date, because that's what Simon does. He's put your ass on that private jet, and he is trying to... Uh, I guess basically fly your panties off. But back in London with Cecilia, she's getting frantic phone calls from Simon. He can't use his credit card because there has been uh, a threat against him, a very credible one. And the way that these people, these enemies of Simon, were tracking him down were by him using his credit card. 
If he had cash, they wouldn't be able to track them. Or if he had Cecilia's credit card, they wouldn't be able to track him. So, Cecilia. Oh, and by the way, Simon says also, uh, find an apartment for us. I want to move in with you. Tell him this to Cecilia. He tells Cecilia the budget is $15,000 a month. So, Cecilia is not only going to her job, She's going around looking for $15,000 a month apartments that would be up to uh, Simon's standards because $15,000 a month is nothing to a diamond magnate. So these are things that she's already doing to keep herself busy. Now she has to send her credit card to Simon so that he can use them so that he's not, not leaving a paper trail for his enemies to follow. Now they linked her card to his account. He immediately maxes the card out. She would hurry and pay it down, and Simon would max it out again. So he called her, hey, you know I got this whole entourage of people that I'm responsible for every single day. I'm going to need you to up your credit limit. She decides that she wouldn't do that. She would just take out a cash loan. She takes out the cash loan for $25,000 and sends that to Simon. Within two to three days, that's gone. Simon now needs her to take out another loan. It got to the point where Cecilia had seven or eight loans taken out, and then she upped her credit limit on her card because Simon is just bleeding through money, just constantly spending, spending, spending. He tells her, hey, up your credit limit on your, on your credit card, and this is how we'll do it. I will hire you as an employee for Leviathan. The diamond, the, the diamond company. <laughs> he hires her as an employee and they fake some check stubs. Those check stubs were saying that she made like $90,000 a month, which God, that would just be, that would be freaking incredible. I know there are some people who live that existence. Oh my gosh, $90,000 a month, Lord have mercy. The life that you could live. Well, this is imaginary money. Cecilia really doesn't have $90,000 a month. But what she does is turns this over to her credit card company. And of course, they bump her limit way up because she's good for it. She makes $90,000 a month. In the meantime, she gets a photo of a wire transfer that Simon says he has sent her bank account $250,000. Whereas now you got this two hundred and fifty grand that you can keep loaning me money because this this money is coming to your account eventually. Might take a minute. They might have to double check to make sure that, that this is uh, legit. But yeah, you'll be getting this quarter of a million dollars, so just keep sending me money. And send money, she did. Now, Simon wasn't through with Pernilla. No, not at all. Because Pernilla was not romantically interested in him, but she realized that he was just a good time. Their whole existence together was party, party, party. They just went everywhere partying. He took her on a flipping European tour on his private jet with this whole entourage to include his new girlfriend. I think her name was Paulina. Paulina? What? She's unimportant. It's just the fact that we know that he's not there trying to hook up with Pernilla. He's just taking her because she's cool person. She's a cool person. Let's take her on the trips with us. We're going to have big fun. And he was spending so much money just all over Europe, spending money. He would not let anybody else pay for anything. It was all on him. So now you're starting to wonder, where is this money that Simon is getting? Where is this coming from? Okay, we know he's a billionaire. 
Or at least we think we know that, right? We also know that he has access to some kind of money because he wired $250,000 to Cecilia. Or at least we think we know that. And in the meantime, we also know that there are threats against his life and that people are out to kill him. Or at least we think we know that. What we really find out is we are what we know is only what Simon has told us. So we really don't know anything about this guy. What these chicks didn't know is that he had already served time in prison for duping some Finnish women. Some women from Finland. Finnish. Some Finnish women. <laughs> uh, some years back, he did some time in, in prison. But that's not part of the Simon Leviath biography. That's the Shimon Hayut biography. And a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know the Shimon Hayut side of uh, Simon's personality. Cecilia's starting to get nervous. She's getting nervous because this $250,000 has not cleared her bank account. She is steadily taking out loans to assist Simon in his day-to-day. And the dude spends like $20,000 every three days. Easily, easily spends $20,000 every three days. And then he's coming back to her, baby, baby, please, please, baby, baby, please. And she is just going and she's figuring out ways to get this money. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. For Simon. So she finally calls her bank like, what the hell is going on? Why is this $250,000 not cleared yet? And her bank is like, we're not, we're not paying that. <laughs> we are not paying that. That is fraudulent. And now Cecilia is starting to think, Wait just a minute. He hasn't given me not one single dime since the date where we, you know, the date where he took me to flicking Bulgaria and uh, wined and dined me, blew my back out, bought me flowers and, and gifts. When you really think about it, that wasn't $250,000 worth. He's supposed to be rich. Why, why am I paying for it? Suddenly, with this distance away from Simon, she's starting to understand that she's being taken, like I said, for a ride. She, she's being taken for a long ride. So she calls Simon. She's like, this money is not clearing. He said, well, ain't nothing I can do about it. I paid you. Now I'm pretty sure it feels like she's going to have a heart attack. This man said he is not giving her no more money because he paid her already. In the meantime, in the meantime, she hasn't seen him. He's telling her, hey, we, you can't even be around me. It's too dangerous. So she ain't seen him in months. All she got is these little trinkets that he's bought her essentially with her money and the little jaunts that they had over to Bulgaria. That turns out to have pretty much been her money as well. So what has she gotten besides screwed? Yeah, she got screwed twice. <laughs> now, I think before she realized that he was scamming her, I still wonder, like, after so many days of sending him 20000 25000 uh, 10000 after so many days of doing that, 
it, it would occur to me to, I think, at some point that I'm doing too much uh, for this relationship. So a part of me says, this Cecily or Cecilia, I keep calling her Cecily, it's spelled that way for American uh, viewers. Was Cecilia playing the long game? Was she trying to prove how much she loved Simon by giving him all this money in hopes that somewhere down the line, she would get that treatment that she got at the very beginning of their uh, fling. She wanted that as a regular happening for herself. And she saw it. She saw the possibility because he's still dragging his baby's mother around everywhere he goes because he wants to make sure that his daughter is good. So she's like, shoot, if he's doing this for the ex, damn, what would he do for me? At least that's what I think. I think she was playing a long game. I think these first few loans to Simon were investments in her future with him that he would think, wow, I'm a billionaire and my chick, she's a ride or die because she ain't got no money, but she is sending me all this money. Gosh. So now that I am uh, back on my feet, I'm going to do everything I can for Cecilia. The thing about it is he was never to get back on his feet. And just to be clear, I want to make sure you understand, I'm having trouble uh, being empathetic to Cecilia. And the reason why is because I feel like she did all of this as a way to ensure that she has ingratiated herself to Simon. So she didn't have to give him all of that money. There was no show of force. He simply asked for money and she gave it to him. So I'm having a hard time feeling sorry for her. Simon was running, I guess, what can only be described as a dating Ponzi scheme. So basically, he would meet a woman on a dating site, spend an extravagant amount of money on her, take her here, there, wine, dine, blow that back out, and then in, put her in line in queue so that she starts to give him money so that he can do that for the next woman, meets a new woman. Now he's got woman A over here sending him money or giving him access to credit cards or whatever. He's using that to pay for woman B. And in this situation, woman B was Pernilla and the girl that he was calling his girlfriend, Polina, whatever her name was. So now Pernilla and Polina are getting wined and dyed and getting the royal treatment from Simon. But all of that was being paid for by Cecilia. That means that there is a next in line for the, the, the next person in line to be duped is Pernilla. After a lot of generous generosity on Simon's behalf, to be quite honest, he was very generous with Pernilla. They spent an entire summer traveling all over Europe, him, her, and Polina, and, and the rest of his little entourage. Pernilla gets a call from Simon, and Simon is in, in a bad, bad way. He sends a, a photograph of his bodyguard, Peter, and Peter is in bad shape because he's been attacked by his enemies who was tracking him in his movements based on the use of his credit card. So now he needs cash. He needs it like now. Pernilla, can you give me some cash? And Pernilla was like, sure, Simon. Gosh, how much do you need? And Simon was like, I need $30,000. And Pernilla was like, you know, thinking to herself, man, we did this whole summer. He paid for everything. I guess I'm good for $30,000. So she gives him the $30,000.
Then a few days later, because we know that Simon kind of spends $20,000 in three days. So $30,000 might have taken him four. <laughs> so four days later, he's calling and he's like, I got to get the hell out of uh, wherever he was. Can't remember where he was, but he needed to get away. So he was like, I need plane ticket for like me and this whole slew of people that I keep with me all the time. None of them have any money, so they are waiting on me to pay for their airfare. She sends them another $10,000. So now Pernilla is out forty grand, but he sends her wire transfer for some obscene amount of money like she gave him 40 grand and he gave her 200 something thousand dollars back but it's a wire transfer and you know just wait takes a little minute they got to make sure that it's not fake so yeah it'll be there y'all see you see i said it so this money is gonna be there you just gotta wait and until it clears your bank and Pernilla's like oh simon you didn't have to give me all of that. And you were right. He didn't because he didn't give you all of that. He give you none of that <laughs> because the same thing happens to Pernilla. Her bank is not clearing this wire transfer. Pernilla immediately is like, oh, no, this will never do. <laughs> Pernilla is getting her money back. But Cecilia is on his trail as well because the good the good fellas over at the American Express uh building of the American Express folks, they come around, do a little house call, and sit down and talk to Cecilia. It's amazing. Creditors come to your house and just sit down and talk to you about how you're going to pay off this debt. And then they didn't come with the police or nothing. It just They just came to sit down and have a conversation with her about how she's going to pay off this debt. She's telling them everything. She's told them all about Simon. Of course, Simon really didn't do anything wrong to the American Express people because Cecilia is the one who took out the cards in her name. Cecilia is the one who turned in a falsified document saying that she made far more money than she did. And Cecilia is the one who gave access to all of that to Simon. So really, did Simon do anything wrong to American Express? No. American Express really just want their money. Cecilia tells them the story and they like, oh, wait a minute, you got a picture of this guy? She shows them the picture and they like, oh yeah, that's the guy. That's, 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 that's the guy. What's the guy? Who's the guy? And this is when she learns that about the three years that Simon spent in prison for defrauding these three Finnish women. And on top of everything, one of the Finnish women that he had been to jail for defrauding that was his daughter's mother. Doom, doom, doom. So, yeah, he defrauded her at one time. He put her in the queue of women who were just paying, but she messed around and had a baby. And now he's on the hook for the baby, and he might even have some affinity for the child. I don't know, but he's on the hook for the baby. So now his child's mother is almost part of this scheme at this point because when women come around she's like oh no Simon and I are over which they probably are but she's like but he takes excellent care of me and the child and she's not lying he's taking excellent care of her and the child but what she's not telling them is that they are the ones paying for it we talked about Cecilia we talked about Pernilla but who I haven't introduced to you is Eileen Eileen was probably the woman who paid for 
Cecilia. She probably fronted the money for the trip that he took with Cecilia. And Cecilia fronted the money for Pernilla and Polina. And Pernilla and Pernilla, Polina or Pernilla, gosh, I can, there's so many freaking names, huh? Pernilla, I don't know who she who she was uh, benef the benefactor to. But at the end of it all, Cecilia, $250,000 gone. But she's also told Simon, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I know I know what you did last summer and the summer before that. And I know what you did the summer before that. Pernilla, Pernilla then went on her whole investigation, discovery, road trip. Because she was like, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to give me my money. You're going to give me my money. And I'm going to come and get it from you wherever you are. He told her where he was, and I believe that was in Amsterdam, but I'm not 100% sure. She goes to Amsterdam, and Simon gives her a check for Nella. While they are there, Simon notices, is people taking pictures of us? Simon knows that he's wanted in several countries. <laughs> Several. Pernilla also knows this, and Pernilla, she has brought a newspaper crew with her. And they are basically, they're doing a story about Simon based on uh, information that they got from Pernilla and Cecilia. They're doing an expose on Simon Leviah, and they are taking pictures because they want to prove to uh, law enforcement that it didn't even take that long to find him. We found him. We've got pictures of him in this place. See? This is him. <laughs> in the meantime, yeah, Simon notices. People out here taking pictures of me. We got split. My enemies are here. This was Pernilla's chance right here to get right the hell about the action. She was like, you placed me in danger, Simon. And Simon was like, well, I didn't mean to. Because he's like, shit, I'm really in danger. This is, this is real. She went back to uh, her home. <laughs> wherever that was <laughs> and then she contacted Cecilia and was like we got him we got him in the meantime I don't know how much of a check that he gave to Pernilla Pernilla got some of her money back put it like that uh, she didn't get it all back but she got some of it back good for her good for her Simon now he realizes somebody knows where I'm at and somebody is interested enough to be taking pictures so now I got to split let me call Eileen and see if she can send some money. Now, I know I mentioned Eileen a few minutes ago, but I never really went back to her. Eileen is the person who probably potentially paid for Cecilia. He calls Eileen, who he lives with. Yeah, you didn't see that shit coming, did you? He lives with Eileen. <laughs> no, I didn't know the man lived anywhere. All I, everything I heard, heard about him up to this point was like, he's on a jet going here. He's on a plane going there. He is in the Four Seasons. He's never having a, a loving sit down at someone's home. But this is what he had with Eileen. Now, Eileen, I, I think she had started to understand that he was taking her. Because by now, this, this article is out. The word is out about Simon Leviath, that he ain't no worldly good, that he is out here duping all these women, that he is out here uh, robbing P Pietra to pay Pauline. <laughs> so she pretends like everything is all good. It's all good. I believe you, baby. Yes, I'm holding the flame for you. And he's like, yes, do whatever you got to do. I need money. <laughs> but you got to take out my enemies. My enemies. You got to take out a loan. You got to do... I need money. 
She was like, I can't get any more loans, and I don't have any credit card. And But I tell you what I can do. I tell you what I can do, Simon. You got all these designer clothes here in the closet. Can I sell a couple of your watches and, and get the money to send to you? He's like, yes, do that. Just sell a couple of watches. He had gotten arrested. Yes, I forgot Pernilla was like, look, he is about to try to lead the country. He is here. You guys can pick him up now. And he got picked up in Israel. Was it Israel? <laughs> look, man, I don't watch this thing so many times. I believe he got picked up in Israel. Okay, so he's calling Eileen because he need money to get the hell out of jail. Now, he's still also calling Cecilia. He calling anybody who will answer the phone. Anybody who will answer the phone, he needs money, he needs it now. I do not want to be in jail because you know that if the longer he's sitting in jail, these other countries know where he's at and they can start levying their cases against him next. No, 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 send him over here. No, 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 send him over there. They, he, a lot of countries want a piece of this man, but he is uh, calling his ride or dies. Like, please, please, please. Even though you screwed these women, and they know you screwed them. That you like, I don't know what to tell you. I, I paid you. They know you screwed them. You've given them enough time to get over your little wee-wee or uh, your good friendship, generosity, or whatever it was that was like an attribute. Now they see right through that because they've had time. Because that's what happens. Like when a person is love bombing you and constantly feeding your ego but they're also draining you dry of something else doesn't always have to be money you know it could be anything he's draining you dry but they drop in this love the minute that they are away from you and they give you a little moment to yourself a little time to get to get your bearings back because it can be an exciting whirlwind to have somebody paying that kind of attention to you but then now you you get your you, you get your bearings back and you realize this dude was full of shit this whole time. During all those quiet hours by yourself, you get to thinking this man's mama don't even fuck with him. That's a part that I didn't even go into. Watch the watch the documentary. You go his mama don't even fuck with him. You know, uh, Eileen, back to her though. Oh gosh, Eileen took all of his flipping clothes. Oh, it was so sold everything. So she got part of her money back because she sold it. Everything. She was like, in fact, she's still selling some of his stuff to this day. If it if it couldn't sell back then, she's selling it now. She was selling watches, sunglasses, clothing, everything, shoes, everything was designer with this man, Chanel. I'm not talking about no flipping urban wear. I'm talking high price designer objects, Chanel, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, just a lot of name brand upscale clothing. So basically the only person who really never recouped any part of their money is Cecilia. Cecilia was just, she was just out that, that quarter of a million dollars. That man bled her dry. And the thing about her though, she still got faith in Tinder. I'm going to tell you, after an experience like that, I would never use a dating site again. You would have to meet my ass at the grocery store or at a gas station. You would not be meeting me on Plenty of Fish. Simon was released from jail in Israel, and he immediately went on the run. Uh, he, I guess people know where he is, but as long as he's not going to the countries where he is wanted, and I'm going to go and, and take a look and see what countries was that 
if I can remember where they were looking for him. So yeah, Simon is wanted in Norway, in Sweden, and in the United Kingdom for swindling women and others. And it wasn't just women, but it was easier for a guy like Simon to dupe a woman than it would be to dupe a male, you know. Um, but it's, it's estimated that he has defrauded people out of more than $10 million over the course of uh, his his little career as a con man. And after the success of Netflix's The Tender Swindler uh, documentary, it had been found out that, that Simon was still on Tinder. But recently here, he has been banned from Tinder, from Match, OkCupid, from all of them, all of those large platforms you probably still might run into uh, Simon Leviath on a smaller platform like your Plenty of Fishes, so be careful. Everything look good and good. He is also, outside of his ban, being banned and cut off from the way that he makes his money off of these women, he is being sued. He is being sued. And this is something that kind of broke, broke kind of recently. The Leviath family is suing Shimon Hayut because he was pretending to be an heir of theirs. He had even photoshopped pictures, photoshopped himself into pictures of Lam Leviath and his wife or his, uh, his companion. He photoshopped himself into these pictures, which is why Pernilla was fooled when she went through and saw these pictures, said another diamond guy, because he was standing with all the right people, but he wasn't really there. Nothing about this fool was real. Nothing. His name wasn't real. His inheritance wasn't real. These pictures were not real. The only thing that was real about him is that he was real shady. He really fucked these ladies over, and he really deserves whatever is coming for him. Because just because we know about these three women and also the three women from Finland, there has got to be more women out there who have been taken or are in the process of being taken by this man. So I'm just saying be careful. I'm not telling you not to use the, the dating sites. I'm just saying be, be careful. Don't say I didn't warn you. For every Prince Charming out there, there is a Simon Leviath waiting to jump out of the shadows at you. <laughs> but, uh, what do you think about Simon Leviath? And before we wrap up this journey into the shadows, remember, the mystery doesn't stop here, fam. If you've got a theory, a question, or just want to share your thoughts, don't be shy. Reach out to me on our social media pages, because this podcast here is all about community. And hey, also, if you're enjoying these Sinister Silhouettes as much as I'm enjoying bringing them to you, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. You will not want to miss a single spine-tingling episode. So until next time, Shadowy Sleuths, keep your flashlight handy and your curiosity alive. This is Tasha signing off. Stay sharp, stay sassy, and keep shining the light on those shadows. Be safe out there. Peace.